to geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. Usually we are broadcasting live from the Twin Cities Film Fest studio, but today we are so excited to be on the road. Everybody make some noise here at Console Room 2020. I like it. Everybody, I am Miss Shannon. We appreciate you joining us. It's nice to go and be out and about because sometimes in our uh, Twin Cities Film Fest studios, it gets a little claustrophobic. It's nice to see some faces. Know that I'm not just talking to myself. If you are listening, I hope that we sound lovely in your ears. That's appropriate. If you want to turn your earbuds down, we won't get mad at you. Uh, so, as usual, uh, my podcast life mate is the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest, Jaden Satia. He is out film festing this evening. So, I have been honored here on the BR Geek Deus, a brand new voice to be our geek, but someone who I have known for a couple of years, and I'm going to back up and tell the story because I think it's going to be interesting to everybody. Mr. Jim Seuss. Everybody in the room, make some noise for Jim. Jim, uh, I will let you uh, introduce yourself because first I want to give you a chance to give your autobiography before I then go in and ruin all of it with my version of your biography. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you start, Jim. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm Jim Seuss. I've been living in Minnesota for the last 20 years, uh, originally from Indiana. Always, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Some Indiana. people in the room who are familiar with Jim were like, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I would be, you know, I lived um, just right down the street from Gary. Yeah. Um, and um, would be considered region rat, as we called ourselves back then. Okay. And um, I, you know, about, you know, well, like I said, about ten, uh, 20 years ago, I moved mm -hmm. up here. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go on my way to Seattle and... Wow, it just kind of stopped. The wagon train just stopped. It right just here. stopped right here. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I just, you know, started working in IT. And then I started formulating, you know, some of my hobbies, which have been reptiles. And um, I've always been into comics. Um, there was even a few times where I've even approached trying to write for comics. Oh, wow. Oh, I hope that you eventually do that. We'll help you do that. And for anybody who's in the room, if you're listening, you heard somebody try to scurry in like a quiet church mouse. That was not going to work. Um, because my additional, uh, if you have listened to BR Geek before, you know that quite often when my good friend Jayton Satia cannot make it, my replacement podcast life mate is my good friend T. Aaron Cisco, Mr. Taylor Cisco, who is late. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the day us. Hey, how's it going? I'm not late. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> you just didn't see me. No. Yeah, I was running behind, but I'm here. And I'm glad you're here, and you look wonderful as well. And I'm glad that you are here in time because we're getting to know Jim. Uh, and Jim, I know you from this, and so this is why I'm going to uh, rewrite your biography poorly. Um, here's the thing, is that I met Jim in person last year at Console Room. If you guys remember last year at Console Room, that was the first year that we did our Be Our Geek broadcast from here. And I did also at that time, I was joined again by Taylor Cisco, who was fantastic. He is always fab fabulous, and I'm I'm glad that you're here, Taylor. I'll pick on you later. Um, but last year, um, actually, before we got here, was my first time that I had met Mr. Uh, Jim Seuss in person. I met him, actually, at Crypticon. And anyone who knows Miss Shannon knows I don't do horror, right? You know that, Taylor, right? I've told you that before. Yes. Well, yeah. not yet. You haven't found a horror movie, like, yet. No, I don't like <laughs> horror. I don't pay for, for fear. I just don't. I don't. That's not my, that's it not my fandom. It wasn't that scary. Yeah, they're scary enough. Um, and it's not even that the horror, Jim and Taylor, it's not even that the horror 
in itself in the film is what causes the issue. It's that I am quite prolific in my imagination. And so any horror movie is just work parts for my brain to make things worse, and I already don't sleep. So that is why I don't do it. So I, for the first time, I, I, I met Jim in person after an interesting conversation. So Jim and I have some mutual friends. And so, and I think I told the story to you, Taylor, and then it's all back into the why I lurk your social media for you and Jim, um, is because the first time I saw Jim's picture, it was on a dating site. And... <laughs> And I saw him on a dating site, and in one of his pictures, he is photoed with a friend of mine. Right. And so I <laughs> I didn't tell you that, that so, Taylor. Your photo on a dating site was with someone else? Isn't that against? Isn't that, I think what? so. Okay, good. This is going to start a lot of really good, a really good conversation because I've never really brought it up to Jim, but I do want to help him edit his dating site um, because... <laughs> As a woman, I think that this is great because we have a variety of people who are in the audience, so maybe we can help. I don't know. It probably worked out for you, Jim, so don't let me fact check it. No, it's Bumble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I saw him, he's out there. He's in this picture, and I have always had an issue when I see a guy with photos of other women. Right. Okay. Somebody just raised their hand. And so I'm like, okay, if you are doing, if you're crushing it knowing other women, <laughs> why are you on this site? You know, it's different if they say, hey, I'm in a poly relationship, whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about when they're like, I would like to be in a regular relationship or go on a, regu uh, a regular date, and I see him with somebody else. I'm like, well, you don't need me. You got her. I happen to know the her. I know her husband as well. I know it's not like yep. that. So, <laughs> so I saw him, and I immediately text her, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> 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 I'm like, who's this guy in this picture with you? Because she is quite the cheery person, so she's smiling big. And Jim has a tendency to look kind of stoic, it turns out, if you look through his whole profile. Um, and she's like, oh, that's the snake guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that clears things up. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, that is not enough information. And then she explained, and now if you go by his his autobiography about how he is in the reptiles and what he's done, and I think most of the people who are in the room who are familiar with him from cons and what he did, like a lot of the questions before we started today's episode were about were you going to be showcasing your reptiles here? They are very familiar with that, and you are quite expert in that field, which would have been fantastic if you had photos of you and them. You did not have photos of the reptiles. You had photos of this lady friend. True. <laughs> I, I've actually had, I've had, you know, pictures of my reptiles. Yes. On some of those, and I've gotten like, ew. <laughs> okay, I get that. I get that. A lot of people are fearful of reptiles, and in particular snakes. Okay, we had a raised a, hand, a raised hand who was fearful of that. I am not. Here's the reason why I think that it's interesting. And and Jim. I, I'm not going to completely pick on you for this whole thing because, and, and Taylor gets a pass because he is successfully relationshiped. Of the three of us, he does not have to worry about this scenario. But I feel like, how long have you been married, Taylor? Oh, man, you're going to me in trouble. Uh... Oh, you don't know? Okay. <laughs> approximate. No. Approximate. Uh, uh, 12 12 years. 12-ish years. Okay, 12-ish years. Yeah. Okay, that's 12 fair. Years, that's close enough. That's good. She won't get mad. She's cool. Um... <laughs> 
So I do feel like, Jim, that maybe you should ask your successfully relationship friend, Taylor, to yes. like, like show him your profile. Yes, Jim, show and- me your profile. <laughs> show it to me. <laughs> because I do lurk both of the. Now that I'm like literally friends with Jim, I we're social media friends, and I had been friends with Taylor first, so I've lurked. I know they hang out and they go to movies together and all this other kind of stuff. So I've lurked their social media. So I just kind of feel like Taylor might be that guy for you, Jim, oh. that he can help you. Don't don't <laughs> don't make it worse. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> No, oh, no I, I've definitely tried to help Jim in some, but it seems like he doesn't need help because the first time Jim and I really hung out was at a con, mm-hmm. and the first time we hung out, hung out, that was when we met. We met at mm-hmm. Wizard, Wizard World, World. Mm-hmm. but the first time we really hung out, I think, was probably Convergence mm-hmm. a few years back. I think so, back but we kept still, on bumping each other, maybe yeah. at the smaller, you know, uh, the Springs uh, slash the spring Fall cons. Con. Yeah, uh-huh. but the original nickname that I had for Jim was the mayor. Ooh. Because no matter where we went at Convergence especially, like there's like the outside areas, the different dealer rooms, people would always come by. And a lot of these people just happen to present as, as very interested women. And in I would, Yeah, Ooh. it's all gym. Like, yeah. like a, a literal gaggle. I think that's the same thing. <laughs> like a, a, what do you call a group of women? A murder. A murder of a women. A murder of women would follow would around Jim. <laughs> that, that's the picture. Well done. See, that's the picture. So, so everybody who's listening, currently showing the picture. And what response do you see, Jim? Okay. No, that's the only. <laughs> okay, Taylor, am I wrong? Okay, no, see, Jim, I'm just saying. And I didn't know Jim like that, so I can tell him, hey, my man, you should like update those photos. But I'm also the wrong person because I think that online dating, and you might lose some fa- Actually, they'll all, they'll all hate me. I think online dating is kind of, it's kind of stupid. Well, no, it's not dating, it's shopping. It well, is yeah. shopping. Oh, says the married, the sexually relationship well, that's person. What I'm saying. Like, but I don't, okay, and we could talk about this because this is one of the things that we talk about in general on, uh, on things like on BR Geek because we talk about it. Like, there are some specific, like, geek dating sites that I, um, have, and I have, I haven't dabbled in geek specific dating sites because I'm already on the big dating sites anyway, so I don't feel the need. I feel like any of us, I mean, you guys tell me in the room, if you were looking to be in a relationship, do you feel the need to be on a specific geek-related one? Are you cool with just the random ones that you would normally do on online dating and presume that you'd find a commonality in general? What do you guys think? I say random, but then I'm also on, like, the Twin City Singles Geek. Okay. Okay, so someone told us that they are on a combination of both. So they're on the Twin City Singles Geek on Facebook, but also likes the random ones. And that's kind of what I felt like because the reason why I was on the major ones and the ones that we're talking about are the Bumbles and the Tinders of the world. Um, The reason that I was on that is because I kind of felt like I already was uh, in this community and in a lot of my communities, so I wanted to kind of try and branch out and see if I knew any new people, and it worked out. I hadn't met Jim in person, and I saw his profile, and then I didn't swipe Um, because I'm rude. So rude. I'm rude. It's not you, Jim. I'm rude. I'm rude. I'm like, I'm rude. But it was also like extra like odd because I knew somebody that was in your picture. But I do think it's interesting when we're trying to navigate the geek world and you're dating. And I think one of the things that you said was interesting, Jim, was you were talking about how when people see your reptiles, they say, ew, ew. But I think it's interesting because one of the things that I had a friend of mine who had looked through my profile 
um, and I had changed it, is he told me that I don't, uh, quote unquote, present geek enough. Yeah, and so when people meet me and then they go, I'm into all this stuff and I'm this and the sort, then I end up running them off retroactively because they don't get me. When if I led with that more, then it would make it easier. So I went back through my profile and now there's like, here's a picture of me, a guy dressed like Groot, you know, kind of thing. So I'm like, you know, or a t-shirt or something. Like I went back in and led with some of those things. So that's, that, what's the matter, Taylor? That's not dating. That's shopping. That's not, but you it is shopping. That that's how you learn to date. You had a product that wasn't moving fast enough off the shelf, so to speak, and so you reconfigured your advertising campaign, put some of the, the fancy beats in the front. The Correct. M- the money beats, yes, as Dwight I did. Schrute would say. Right, I did. Right, but like... But if I don't do that, I'll say, Taylor, what is your suggestion? If you say that's not dating, how do you get of dating if you don't advertise first? Stuff like this. Yeah. Need space. Need people. But... I tried that. I think here's my problem with just meeting people is I do think that sometimes, especially in the world that we live in now, it's hard to know people's intentions when if you find somebody that's online, you know what their intention is. So you know that they want to meet other people. We're getting mixed reactions (laughs) from the audience because I feel like what I was trying to do, and Jim, what do you think? Like, why did you decide to do the online dating stuff? Just to give it a try. Yeah, okay, and that's fair. I think um, a lot of people say that. Yeah, just to reach out and See, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just see what's out there. Right. And um, so far, I haven't found, you know, people out there. Fair w- enough. What I find very disturbing is you see a picture of a woman or let's say, you know, they, there's a picture of a person and she's got like four of her friends. Yeah. And throughout the entire run of pictures and you're like, which one is this? That's fair. Okay. That's it. They, yeah. No, that's fair. No, you're allowed. And somebody else was uh, just yeah, was as equally as upset about that. I think that yeah. that is fair as well. So I think that there are si- there are there's stuff to be learned on both sides. Here, do you right. want to look at mine, Taylor? Another oh, thing up. that I find uh, creepy yeah, though is no, no, no. So you tap oh. this way. Are parents putting pictures of their kids? I concur. I think they, I call that kid yeah, kid bait well, instead of clickbait. It's kid bait. Well, I don't think they should. Not just that pictures. though. You don't know what. I think it's creepy as well. You don't know what the hype of people are out there. Yeah. So. I don't want that either. And I, what I do is I, in my profile, mention that I have a kid, but I don't have pictures of me either. Yeah. Make mention so of the kid. So Taylor is, Taylor is, I handed him my phone, so he's currently looking at my Bumble profile. And you didn't yell like you did when you looked at Jim's. <laughs> So I think that that is at least partially a good sign, that you didn't shout and then throw the phone down on the table. No, what do you think? Is is a very nice profile. <laughs> I mean, but the, and? the thing is, it's sort of like I don't know. It's it's like Amazon. Like if someone's like, "Man, I found this cute pair of shoes." I'm like, "Where?" And they're like, "Amazon." I was like, "That's not good. It's cool, but it's sort of like online." I like. I shop at Amazon, so clearly I'm too right. basic for Mr. Cisco. No, not basic. So- <laughs> There's no challenge. Like here, trying challenge. To, am I talking about shoes or or a woman, Jim? Like, uh, let me see. Here you go. Just, I'm okay, show you. I'm listening. Am I I'm talking waiting. about shoes or a woman? Okay. Well, those are nice. That's new. Black ones? I don't know you like black ones, Jim. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you with black ones before. I'm just saying, usually it's not. I just hope you find the right fit. <laughs> see? But 
that's how I think relationships are at the beginning. I think it is trying on the right fit. And so I think, you know, it is difficult until you get to know them more as a human being. And how else are you going to know more human beings if you don't dip into a different pool and try it? Yeah. See, I would have led with the one where you got Which all, one like, should I have led this, with? The sexy one with the Captain Marvel screen. It's clear. <laughs> you got everything kind of I can put there, that one first. but like not like there, there. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll push that one forward. Oh, you're old like me. I told you. He said I'm old. Like, I, you, didn't, you knew that. You didn't know we're the same age? No. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. You're, you're a little, you have been here longer than I have. Okay. But. <laughs> Not, but we are adjacent. Longer, right? We are right. age adjacent. That's fair. That's fine. Which I think is also the reason why I think once you get to a certain age, you're like, we'll give it a shot. I think you know the kids these days. Part of it are super cool with the uh, being on the dating apps, and then I think once we get to our age as well, uh, you kind of get to that. Where after a while, you're just like, I remember that in between age because I'm at that in between age where I remember like going out to the club or trying to meet people at a bar or going to meet up, and that was exhausting too. And then the other thing that I, the reason why I don't like that now, and I'll tell and you guys tell me what you think, is I remember like they go, well, a girlfriend was like, hey, we're going to do it the old fashioned way. We're just going to meet people out when we go to the bar. And I'm like, I vote no confidence on this whole process. And I like, and I said, no, because I'm like the, the, the worrisome part of deciding which person you're going to go talk to and then see if they're actually available. And what that seems like it's a lot more cumbersome than at least knowing maybe they want to talk to you because you found them in an app. And the other thing that I found bothersome about it is I did meet somebody just randomly out in life. And now, and I met him at a particular location at a place that I used to hang out all this time, uh, uh, hang out all the time. And, and it didn't work out for multiple reasons. They were crazy. Um, and, but now I, my friends don't want to go back there because they're worried that we're going to run into them and it's going to be all awkward. And I'm like, I don't care. He can leave, you know, kind of thing. But my friends don't like it. So now we've tainted one of our favorite spots. Is it a, because we met him. What kind of spot? Is it a bar? Is it a restaurant? A bar is slash it? restaurant that we used to go and day drink at. Oh, well, you got to search the up and tell them yeah. we got to fall in line. Bend the knee. This is Shannon's house. Oh, I'm fine with that. My <laughs> friends are the ones. They're like, well, maybe. I'm like, I don't care. I super don't care. I own this place. Oh, no, I mean, to yeah. your friends. You tell your friends, like, look, you guys are worried about being awkward, but it's just time to search the up. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm the, I'm the queen of the I'm perfectly kingdoms. happy to ignore him or <laughs> tell him to go. At least you're not like my friend Amy who mm-hmm. has gone and seen an ex at a bar and going, no, this is my bar, my <laughs> bar. And she's shouting this. Yes. Did it work? Oh, she was so drunk. But did it work? <laughs> did it work? Yep. Exactly. If and this he was left, the first leave. time me ha- hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this, this woman hey, man, is a little. be yourself. That's what I'm like. You have to be <laughs> yourself. But I do think it's interesting. I do think that, you know, when we're talking about, um, relationships in the geek community it is uh interesting like i had a friend of mine who just dabbles she dabbles and one of the things that she was concerned about is because she's not a full-on geek like i think that we are all in this room and a lot of people that listen to this podcast so if you're listening you might be more of what we would consider that card carrying like geek like you lead you lead with geek um and so my friend was worried because she wanted to admit to me that she did not like star wars i know 
I know, everybody gasped. Um, and, but I asked her why. I said, is it that you just didn't like The Rise of Skywalker? Or you just not into Star Wars? And she had a reason why she just wasn't into Star Wars. And I asked her why it really bothered her, because she's not the only person who doesn't like Star Wars. And her reasoning for it is she's like, well, I might meet a guy, and guys usually like things like Star Wars, and he's going to judge me and be mad at me, because I don't like Star Wars. And that's what I said. Somebody else said that he's not worth it. I said, first of all, he's not worth it. Second of all, from my experience, most guy geeks are quite accustomed to people not liking things they like. That's what I said. Right. I'm like, if you're into this stuff, there's a lot of things that I'm into that I have friends that are super not into the thing. And so I think that we kind of get used to that. And you go, okay, are you aggressively not into it, like mad at me that I like it? Oh, if you're not, then I'm cool. It seems like there's an opportunity to spin it. Because mm-hmm. if you met someone, like say your friend meets a fella who is really, really into Star Wars, instead of her reaction being like, oh, I don't like Star Wars, but he's really cute, she'd be like, you know what? Like, I'm kind of familiar with it, but like, what do you love about it? You would hope and, she would do right, that, but that is asking her to do a lot. But <laughs> how I kind of look at it, too, though, um, is it's my thing. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to. You know, but... If I'm going to go out with my friends, uh, Taylor and I, every Sunday, we see a movie. Right. You know, and, you know, it's like. There's so many options. <laughs> so much opportunity for Mayor Jim to seal that deal. Oh, that sounds so sleazy. <laughs> we're, we're not going there. So, okay. So let's look not at this now. Me, because now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. <laughs> like, so, so Mayor Jim is like, is Taylor just your wingman where he sets him up and you knock yeah. him down? Is that what you guys do? I am a fantastically horrible wingman. Because <laughs> I will give excellent advice and terrible advice at the same time. simultaneously. <laughs> but and no, the, I'm generally You should talk to her. Tell her she's what? Yes. Is that's, that what you do? Okay. Because okay. I'm all about the honest approach. That's how I found like my person. I was just like, hey, because I've, I've been a geek forever. Yeah. And st- still am. On mm-hmm. the, always on the outside of whatever insight is, even when we're, the insight is outside. So I never learned that you're supposed to play the game or you're supposed to like be cool and have all these like lines. So I like even in middle school, like, oh, I like you. And they're like, oh, that's weird. You don't make me freak. <laughs> and other names that are not podcast appropriate. And then high school, same thing. It's like, oh, like we've been hanging out. I like you. We should hang out like with just us. Like, no, ew, get away from me, freak, and other names that are not. <laughs> same thing with the college. I was like, hey, I like you. Like, oh, freak, and other names. Like, it yeah. was kind of, but I'm, I'm also kind of dumb as a geek, so I just keep trying because that's all I got. I don't think I could be cool if I wanted to, so I don't try. So I just tell Jimmy to do the same thing. Like, hey, Mary Jim, like, you think she's cute? Oh. Yeah, like, tell her. I'm actually pretty up don't front, though, when I find somebody interesting. Okay. It's like, hey, you know, let's do coffee. Let's, <laughs> let's go out. Um, but it's just, how do I put it? Uh, Taylor's advice. <laughs> he, he does this. If you've ever seen Letterkenny and you know Dale, <laughs> he does this dance. And if you oh, haven't goodness. seen Letterkenny, watch it. <laughs> Oh, yes. They, yeah, you guys are letter-kidding evangelists. I yeah. know that kind of thing. So, I mean, and I think that's a, an interesting pivot. When you, like, is there a particular thing? Like, you, I know you guys like Letterkenny. Is there anything else that right now you're like, it would be, like, I, I was talking to a guy friend of mine, and he was talking about how um, he's always had, the way he put it, I've always had a secret desire to have a woman that would sit around and watch Doctor Who with me. And I was like, 
have you tried? Because that doesn't seem like that hard of a one. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fandoms that are a lot more difficult to find a woman that would be into it. And I know he grew up in Minot, so that was probably... But he lives in California now. I'm like, you're in California. Um, That's not that hard. Is there anything that you're like... I, I know, you You know, Jim, you mentioned, okay, they, you know, they see the reptiles and they say, ew. But a lot of the other things that you're into, it probably isn't as difficult. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like with Doctor Who. Um, you know... I've dated quite a few women who've never, what's Doctor Who? So I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me show you these two episodes. And they fall Which in ones? love. Which ones? One is um, A Christmas Carol. Okay. Because it's very magical, very. I like know, it. He got to use tale. the word magical. It's very magical. Well, it's a very magical and very, a fairy tale uh, like story. And the next one, and it gets, you know, and they're like, oh my God, and they start to cry is the Vincent van Gogh episode. Oh, okay. Well done. Well played. You know, those are the two episodes that will get... Taylor just said what? What? monster. (laughs) (laughs) You can't, like, meet someone, like, so you want me to introduce you? Like, yeah, I can't wait. This is kind of cool. Like, I met this guy, and he's kind of cute, and he said he's going to show me this Doctor Who show. And the first one was kind of cool. It was a holiday movie, which is weird because it's, like, February, but all right. And then he put this other one. It was so sad about that deaf guy. (laughs) like painted stuff and they took him to the future to show him that he was awesome and he still killed himself <laughs> and then the, the guy tried to make a move on me I was like what the fuck is going on I, like, no, I need to go home to my kitten <laughs> I mean I mean I kind of see it from both things it's like you're a very emotional monster is what it is like you but I think some women like you you show your you know you mm-hmm. you have a, a soft side that you're willing to like um, <laughs> put your emotions out what do you what I think, like Jim's, like I do not have a soft side. How dare no, you? No, 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 um, Taylor. You show them, don't blink. No, you don't show them, don't blink. So <laughs> now like, they're frightened and like they can't walk out to their car. Episode. And then after, don't blink. We're not trying to get them into the fandom. You're trying to convince them that you're a sensitive, caring individual. Don't blink. No, not don't blink. Uh, no, that do, is don't blink one. is good if you just want them to be a fan. The girl in the yeah, fireplace. Really okay, I would do that. We had another fantasy. Well, the girl in the fireplace. You don't want the guy on. You don't See, Jim, you need a wing woman instead of a wing man. That's what we've learned. It's like maybe like kind of thing. I think either like other even gentlemen in the audience are now pointing at that. So maybe you need a wing woman. And get off the internet. No, you can't get off the internet. He's wrong on that, this Jim. Is where I real think the internet are. is fine. Only one of us is married. Yeah, but you did that before. <laughs> that was when the internet that moved slow. Cold. Like, what? you married her when the internet moved slow and it was no, dialed. That was like the, the high point. That's when we had the Match.com commercials. They were like the. We still have Match.com. The hookup commercials were all over TV. Because they're not dating sites, let's be real. Like Tinder and Grindr. Yes, they are. No, Tinder and You're all not, those like, ones. You're making no, a decision based on like the 40 seconds it takes to swipe Some left. Some people right. are. That is incorrect. Like, I am one of those people I think that you have. A, tra- a lot of these have transitioned. There's people that are on these, um, the apps. That gamify dating, yes, they are. Some of the people are on the apps because they are just looking for hooks up, hookups. But I think a lot of people are not. It's just this was one that was efficient to sign up for, and you want ones that have a lot of people on them and that are popular. And so that was why for me, like I started on Bumble, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna get Tinder a, drop, a shot as well. You know, for me, because I was like, you know, and especially I think if you are. 
medium social in your behavior. Let's say you leave the house. Um, if you leave the house on a semi-regular basis, you are prone to running into the same 500 people that leave the house on a, on a semi-regular basis because we work in patterns, right? So you might have explored all of the 500 people that hang out in the places you go, and then if you're online, then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll meet somebody that goes in a different place. Right. Right. Yes. If you don't go out, then it makes sense even because you want to find somebody that goes, we can be like-minded and are not wanting to go out and find them online and then never... Friends are all taken. People said they didn't even go out when they were single. Here's the thing. I go out... I almost go out too much. I feel like I go out to the point that going out is my job, and so nobody who was interested in being in a relationship would randomly walk up to me and go, hey, I think you're cute, because they know that I'm out as my job. So, I mean, and if you're that bold, you're probably a little weird, you know, kind of thing, because they're like, hey, I saw her telling jokes, and I went up and said, that normal people wouldn't do that. You know, they wouldn't presume. Taylor's like, Taylor, okay. Oh, yeah. When you first met your wife, before your wife was your wife, yeah. what was she doing at the time that you asked her out? She was old. How long did you know her, first of all, before you asked her out? Uh, before I had known her for, like, a couple hours. We were at a party. <laughs> <laughs> I choked on my beverage. Um, okay. But that's, that's the area. No, that makes sense. No, that's fine. You right. would go to parties to meet people. Right. That's not that, that was, hot. That was, that was back in that day. You dated people to get to know them. There was none of this whole, like, well, I don't know this person. It's like, oh, I think they're cool. I want to get to know them better. We should go have coffee. We should and go have dinner. Right. That's how that's we fine. used to do stuff. There was never, like, well, we've been texting back and forth for a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll meet up. It was like, <laughs> that, that was crazy. Fair enough. It was no, the fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. No. But we met a party. She was going to be set up with another friend, and there's, like, silly nerdy guy code. It's like, well, if my friend, even if he's not interested, because that was, like, the prearranged whatever silliness, it was like my job as another buddy was just to back off. Yeah. Like, oh, no, okay. that's fair. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to set up Tommy. with, And I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay, cool. So I'm going to go. And my friends also have this scientifically based rule that if you open a bottle of whiskey, you have to complete it because it goes what? bad. Wait, uh, what? Yeah. Like some people want to be your friends now. <laughs> I feel like you and your whiskey mentality is why I made all my bad life choices. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, between the whiskey and the tequila, that's why I have an ex-husband. Um, he but wouldn't have been my is. husband if it hadn't been for the tequila. And then, you know, I, I forgot about him <laughs> thanks to the whiskey. Um, okay, so how large of a bottle do you guys have to complete before you actually go and talk to a lady? Well, it was about respect, and then it, okay. it became clear that she was not interested in my friend Thomas. Okay. And so then the whiskey started talking, and the whiskey is always very wise at first. It was like, hey, man, hey, you should go say Taylor, go hello. talk to her. Exactly. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. Oh, oh, Taylor, she's really cute. And, and my recollection. I, need, I have in needs, his Taylor. I walked over very politely, and I said, hello. Uh, we didn't get a chance to speak tonight, but before you left, I wanted to make sure that you knew that I was interested in you, and I would love to have your number to talk to you sometime. Okay. I'm not sure that's what happened, because my wife and everyone else disagrees with my ah. recollection. <laughs> but did it ever work with your mother? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> I do no. think it's interesting that at least, at least Taylor will admit 
that in his head he has retconned it to smooth. That oh, see, yeah. there's a difference because anybody who knows Taylor, Taylor has a couple of persona. His persona. He just did his like, yeah, brush the shoulders off move. Um, so I think that in Taylor's recollect, recollection, the person who spoke, who did actually end up um, eventually being successfully relationship with this woman, was was. Uh, Trey Aaron, his, his his persona that is the lead of a band, like how to, so Trey Aaron said that. Trey's dope. Trey's Ta- <laughs> Trey said that. Taylor yeah. said, "I think you're cute. Can I get your number?" Yeah, it was, okay. it was basically. <laughs> All right. And Carl, she was like, "Well, I think uh, whatever," and she gave her number. But then I was smart enough to have nice enough friends that knew our, our ruler whiskey. And the next morning, we're like, "Hey, I called him." <laughs> we we had some fun last night. And I was like, cool, all right. And then we just happened to bump into each other about a week later yep. at a coffee shop that we all frequented because it was that's back what you did in those yep. days. The early, or actually, yeah, the mid-aughts. Yep, and fair enough. she was on a date with someone else. Wow. But oh. she came over to me angry because I hadn't called. And because I was put on the spot, because she's like, why didn't you call me? I was like... I thought you'd be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I thought we were going to go out. I was like, cool. Well, my friend's playing a show. We could get some dinner and go see a concert. Now I'm here with this dude, and this dude is whack, and it's your fault. That's kind of (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be with this whack dude if you'd called me. Totally hear her side of the story. Also, but let's point something out. This was a time before texting even came around. No, we texted. We're talking 2006. (laughs) 2006? 2006. We had a white guy in the, the White House. The first time. We hadn't broken the chain yet. You could text, but they cost $0.10 a piece. Did you have expensive text messages? It was was the good old days. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, it's so funny because I've had, you got, anybody who has my phone number, I remember this. I'm like, there were certain, like, things that you could do to build in hoops for people. And so I remember when I first moved back to Minnesota after living in Texas, I kept my Texas phone number. And anybody would be like, oh, I got to call you long distance. I'm like, you were too broke to date me. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you have a terrible cell phone plan. Um, so I, I am glad that you were successfully relationship. And, and I think here would be a good experiment that I'd be willing to do with you, Jim. And I think it'd be interesting. Like, I would be curious for us both to be, like, Taylor, like, tapped out, like, I don't know if I'm on board with this, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think. He frightens me right I now. think, uh, one, I think that we could help each other redo our profiles. I think okay. that would be fun. Two, I am kind of curious how the geek, the geek-specific dating sites work. So I think, I mean, even if it's one of the pay sites, I think there's a pay site, I'll front you the money. Because I want to see how it works and see if it works better for you. For each oh, of us. Okay. Yeah, I think Wait. that'd be fun. Like, I know there's one called, like, Soul Geek. There's another one, like, out there kind of thing. So I think we'll do a little research, and we'll do it. Taylor, you can look at our profiles, but I don't think you get the final say. But don't you, you need a control group, right? Since you're offering to foot mm-hmm. the bill, there's this um, website called Best Buy for tech geeks. What are you talking about? Yeah, Wait, so what? You, you, I'll tell you how much the membership fee is, and then every month you can just... No. Okay. No. And then... No. No. <laughs> Or you should let no. me do the correspondence for both of no, you. No, absolutely no. No. Can Trey Aaron do it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'll <laughs> back to you in a second. But I want to make sure, because first of all, I know that Trey Aaron, a Taylor Cisco, has a brand new project that is not Trey Aaron related. But we're going to do some other fun things this evening, like following this particular broadcast. I know that Taylor, who is the renaissance man of Console Room, he's going to be doing his uh, TC Trek trivia, your Wibbly. Yep. Yeah, is it, are we doing that or Wibbly Wobbly? It's, it's a Wibbly Wobbly Wednesday, special 
console room edition. Okay, wonderful. So it's like a game mm -hmm. show. Yeah. So you'll be able to do that. And then remind everybody they can see you at the Driftwood Char Bar. Yes, is that right? for the okay. regularly scheduled Wibbly Wobbly Wednesday. It is every fourth Wednesday at the Driftwood Char Bar oh, in South is Minneapolis. Fantastic. Is your band, um, for anybody who is new to our show or new to the room and not familiar with his band, Trey Aaron. Trey Aaron is fantastic. And I don't like to... Uh, I <laughs> I enjoy this. Taylor does not enjoy this. The easiest way to sum up his band is if you are a fan of Hootie and the Blowfish, that is what he does, but in a very geek-specific way is what I feel like. <laughs> hey, they're very popular, and I and I loved Hootie. Um, but <laughs> Taylor hates that. Taylor, stop being mad. That's like me being mad when people compare me to Whoopi Goldberg. You need to stop that. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> see? People can like, see? Right. Exactly. Sometimes you have to take what you can get. Um, so do you have any band-related activities that are going on, Taylor? Oh, uh, we are. Uh, we're recording right now, oh, actually. wonderful. Yeah, we have. Uh, the, the initial album is available on, like, Amazon and a couple of local record stores and things like that. But And all the digital music for downloads free on our website, but... Um, yeah, we're recording. I like Hootie is cool. I have nothing against Darius Rucker. I like Darius's country <laughs> career. I feel like because the band, there's 13 of us. I feel like we're more like the Doobie Brothers. Okay, like all right, we're fine. a massive band, and we're we're country adjacent. I always tell people because they're like, that's not country. It's like, well, it's country adjacent. <laughs> But it is fantastic that you do that. Back to you being a Renaissance man. And we know that Taylor has a number of books out um, as T. Aaron Cisco as well. But you have a new project that was just uh, completed and released, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a, it's a, a, a nice diversion from what you've done before. Um, and so the new book is what? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Black Nerd, Blue Box. And it's the Wait, you need to say that more oh, proudly. Black Nerd Blue Box. Thank you. The Wibbly Wobbly Memoirs of a Lonely Whovian. Wonderful. And so instead of writing about other characters, you're now writing about yourself. And so what made you decide to do this? Uh, well, the initial spark was a conversation with some of the, some of the concom here at Council Room, actually. Where they were looking for some guests, and they said, well, it's a shame. It was an offhand remark. Like, it's a shame we don't write any Doctor Who content. I was like, oh, I love Doctor Who. I could totally write. It's like, mm, I don't have a license. I don't have the permissions from, like, the BBC and the other folks. But I was like, well, I've been a Whovian my whole life. And they're like, well, if you write a book about you being a nerdy Whovian, like, we can talk. <laughs> and I said, challenge accepted. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And it's horrifying because everything else is fiction. Like, my previous six books are all fiction. Mm -hmm. So if someone's like, yeah, I read Big Ass Aliens. I read Teleportality. I, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. That doesn't do anything to me. Like, cool, it wasn't for you. You don't like the characters. Maybe you don't like the pacing or the prose. If someone reads Black Nerd Blue Box and says, yeah, I read your memoir, it kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, what it's exposing. Like, okay. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's but I think scary. that's, that's, I mean, it's exciting that you decided to do a new adventure. And that's, and, and for you to, to put yourself out there, I understand that you're saying that this was. A, a different one, but did you enjoy the process? Like, how long did it take you uh, to do this book versus your other ventures? Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, it, the hardest part was figuring out how to frame it. So okay. I, was, I, did it, I took it almost like, like music, where mm -hmm. I looked at what my influences are. So in musically, I'd say, oh, I love Charles Mingus. So let me look at like, some Mingus-esque type approaches to playing bass. Okay. Uh, so this is like, speaking of Charles Mingus, he wrote a fantastic autobiography called Beneath the Underdog, where it's written in the third person as his psyche from the contemporary era as he's writing it is talking to him as a child and as a young man and sort of narrating but oh. also like intervening and it's this sort of like very it was very cool 
for lack of a better term, super groovy the way that he just kind of like, instead of just saying like, I was born here and I did this and I did this, he was going back and he's like, and this is what it felt like. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So I alternate in Black Nerd Blue Box between stories of being a black nerd and stories of being obsessed with a blue box and the stories that they mix together. And then every other chapter is sort of these, I call them one-sided dialogues, Mm -hmm. which explains the process of why I picked that story. But it's almost literally like a transcript of what was going on in my head as I was trying to comp compile these like recollections and have them make sense it's like oh like we shouldn't talk about something so down because one of the biggest things about dr who was that uh my mom is a four-time cancer survivor but the first time was i mean they're all serious but the first time i was very very young right and they were telling her that you know she should start making arrangements and to handle her affairs right uh and i had noticed that my dad seemed pretty mellow because I was very young, my sister was, was younger than I am, and people give us those platitudes like, oh, it's going to be okay, or like, you know, just look on the bright side, right. things are better, which even as an adult now, it's just kind of like, Shh, that, that doesn't work, it's exactly. better to say nothing. Right. But I noticed my dad was pretty stoic, and he would, I finally asked him, and all of my like six, seven-year-old musters like, hey, like, mom's sick, how come you're not sad? And he's like, well, no, like, I am sad, but there are things that we have to do, and things that we get to do. So let's do them all. And that was like so cool and it imprinted on me. And so I talk about what that meant and why that latched on. He's also a super nerd. Oh, I have pictures I can share these to the audience. Yes. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done a reading at, at council room, but my readings usually have a slideshow presentation yes. mm-hmm. that I go with them where I talk about like, oh, like this is this excerpt. Uh, I had my sister who is in the same town as my folks send pictures because I referenced oh, in the book how my dad used to Videotape and what episodes. town is that? Where are they, uh, my where parents you retired to Oak Park, Illinois. Okay, the birthplace of Dan Castellaneta. Oh, and Ernest Hemingway lived there for a bit. He did some stuff, but the voice of Homer Simpson was <laughs> lives, there. Lives adjacent uh, to your parents. When my parents were dating back in the seventies, that's an excellent photo. They were so both everybody Hoobians, can see that. And my mom knit my dad like a Tom Baker scarf. <laughs> oh, that is Aww. wonderful! So, and like, the crowd goes on. Oh. And my dad still has it, so I had my sister take a picture of my folks. Oh, that is fantastic. So I had no choice. I was going to be a Whovian at some point. <laughs> but my dad used to videotape the episodes, and then I came across an episode, and I became obsessed with it. And I was like, this this is what's going to make me cool, because I'm pretty sure the other kids at school haven't seen this. So I made my own I like it when we're young, we think, this will make me cool. And you're like, this is the opposite of what made me cool. <laughs> and then you get old enough, you're like, cool is overrated anyway. No, that's exciting. And so tell yeah. everybody how they can get your book. Uh, the new so, ones the new ones and the old ones. Oh, so uh, actually I have all I have everything here at Council mm-hmm. Room, so there's one more day left okay. to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you miss me tomorrow uh, in the artist alley area, the or yes, artist alley, not dealer's room. Artist alley, uh, then everything's available at, just check out B L K I N T L dot com. That's black intellectual missing most of the vowels. <laughs> B L K I N T L dot com. And that has links to all the books. From various locations uh, online and off wonderful all right i'm excited for that and jim what we'll do is that we'll as you are doing shows if you decide that you are going to stock back up on your reptilian type adventures we'll make sure that we'll post all that information as well because i'm sure that people want to follow you oh so, no problem yeah so in the meantime is there anything that you want to go ahead and make sure that you plug so people can follow you in the meantime or what do you want to do i've really got nothing to plug i'm yeah. right now i'm on sabbatical with all my stuff yeah. and I'm just trying to take it easy and just enjoy just come to these cons and 
you know, meet amazing people. And, um, well, I do, I do have one thing to blog mm-hmm. my selfie with yeah. strangers. Oh yes. Yes. That is. And tell everybody about that. Yeah, that is Shannon fantastic. was, is actually in there because we weren't really friends. We weren't friends. Time. No. When you so, asked me for that photo. So yeah. we did a selfie with strangers. Um, and I think the most famous person I have there is Kato Kalen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grabbed him from wizard world, but one of the things that I, the reasons I do uh, Selfie with Strangers, um, I haven't really done that in a while, but check it out, though. It's, everybody's important. Um, when I go there, it's like, yes, uh, Shannon's known in the community. Um, and I, you know, if I meet, I'll, sure, I'll put them in there. But I also go to, like, if I go to Dairy Queen, the girls behind the counter, they're important. Yes. Uh, people at fast food, they're important. Um, the police officers that are walking around the uh, state fair, they're important. Everybody's really important. And I always have a conversation with the individuals um, because everybody has a story. Everyone. You know, and it's, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Um, I don't know if they're going to be here tomorrow. But I take a picture of them, and I remember every single one. The first one that I've ever done, it's, it's, a, it's not a great selfie, but I was driving to northwest Indiana for my niece's wedding and to go see Black Sabbath, <laughs> okay. and, um, which was a great show, by the way. Um, Saw it in Tinley Park and, you know, so mm-hmm. near Chicago. Oh, yes. But um, what happened was driving down, lo and behold, a Winnebago pulled up. The driver was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, uh, a sombrero straw hat, and had a lay r- around his neck. And his wife had a lay around her neck. I said, holy crap, I need to take a picture of this. Yes. Yeah, you know, and we took a picture in front of their Winnebago and everything, and they were out to go see Jimmy Buffett Ooh. at uh, Alpine Valley at the time. And see, this was like three or four years ago, and I still remember what show they're going to see. Right. And um, because that's how they st- struck me. And like I said, when I take a picture of somebody, I like I remember it. I remember. You know, I don't ask names. There's no need to know their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need to exchange names. It's just that but we have that conversation, and everything starts with a conversation. You know, like how Shannon got into her career here. started with a conversation. Right. You know, same thing with you know, Taylor doing what he does. It all started with a conversation. And, you know, I do things, and it starts with a conversation. And it's important to talk to people and meet new people. Because you never know. Like I said, right? we can be here tomorrow. Or the person you just talked to might be a senator, you know, yeah. 10 years down the line. You know, everybody is important. So treat everybody important. 
selfie with strangers, we encourage you to go out there and make sure you check that as well. We make sure that you go out and you get Taylor's new book, and you can always check out his band, which is in the studio right now working on their new album. That's Trey Aaron. We'll make sure that we put the links up to all of this on our page. You can always be part of Be Our Geek. It's very easy to find us. You can email us at beourgeekshow at gmail.com. You can also find Be Our Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We appreciate you be part of that. I hope everybody appreciates uh, being here with us and being part of this community. We do appreciate Console Room. We hope that we get to come here for their next iteration in 2021 when they hit year eight, and we will see you out and about. And I thank you very much for being part of our show, and we appreciate you because everyone is a geek about something. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.